Hello everyone and welcome to You Talk episode 4. I'm Rob, that's Jay and that's Theo. Here we have uh, on this episode of You Talk, it's going to be all about the metaverse. We have future, futurist, best-selling author, TED Talk speaker and guest writer for sites like The Times, Wired and The Huffington Post, Theo Priestley. Theo, how's it going? Oh, it's going really well guys, really well. How are you? Fantastic. <laughs> good, good. Brilliant. Thanks for being with us. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> We didn't, we didn't mess up the should, first time, honestly. Should, should we address the elephant in the room, Rob? Because uh, uh, we, we had quite a lot of people who were, who were expecting this podcast uh, at the beginning of the week on, on a Monday. Um, we, we had a few individuals call us out on it. So uh, we won't name any names or point any fingers, but basically... <coughs> it wasn't it when, uh... Theo's or Jay's fault. <laughs> It was, was a glitch in the matrix. There was, was a black a cat that went past yeah, twice, yeah, yeah. and that was it. I the, met that. the metaverse was not sinking at that particular hour, yeah, and um, we, we, we lost our audio first time round. But I think I think that that defile. absolutely yeah yeah exactly hacked us and destroyed our audio. Exactly. Um, well, let's look at it as a blessing in disguise because although the first uh, episode we, we we filmed last week went really really well, um, you know a lot has happened since then as well. So I think. You know, we can even you know dive a little deeper and go a little bit further with this discussion. So, so I'm I'm trying to look at the the, the silver lining. Um, Rob, do you do you want to you know start off then? Well, like yeah. So my first question was going to be about your entrance into the metaverse itself, and like why do, why did you um why did you become interested in the metaverse in general for you? Well, to be honest, I mean, I've you know I've been circulating in the industry for about twenty odd years in different disguises, um, and you know, I've worked with companies who have dealt with uh, the Internet of Things and digital twins. Uh, I've worked with startups and incubators around uh, AR and VR. Um, you know, I've I, you know I've studied trends like the cloud, which is obviously a big thing with uh, with uh, augmented reality and also with a lot of processing that's going to be required for the metaverse. Um, and it's just literally just been a convergence of all those trends that are starting to come together, including blockchain um, ecosystems and, and sort of marketplaces that are going to underpin a lot of a lot of what the creator economy is going to be built on uh, for the metaverse. And it's just all coming together. Um, and and it's really interesting to see people getting really excited. And so I thought, well, I'm going to take all my experiences and essentially just you know take it all together wrap it all up and and just have a really good time just exploring what the metaverse is going to be about yeah i think that's that's you know it's, it's brilliant and and so it comes to to, to my, so my next point is um you know the metaverse everybody's been hearing a lot more about this since since mark zuckerberg announced that sort of facebook you know their their goal uh, from here on out is is to become a a, a metaverse uh, so I bet you know you, you, you know we we've obviously had problems you know tying you down and, and, and to to get you on this podcast uh, because you know you're so busy because everybody is talking about it. Uh, I mean, if if we just for our for our viewers and our listeners, I would just give a little bit of an overview of what sort of the metaverse is. Um, and it, and it was a, a phrase that was was coined back in 1992 by an author uh, of the name of Neil Stevenson, and he actually wrote a science fiction novel called Snow Crash, uh, which was set in this sort of dystopian future where the virtual and physical worlds were in, inextricably connected in this in this mm. this book, uh, and I think uh, you know for a lot of people that are probably listening right now or have read a little bit about the metaverse by themselves, they're probably quite afraid of, of, of that or the connotations that, that 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 could you know bring along with it. 
Um, you know, they're just, or maybe they're just simply unsure of, of what this means for the world. I mean, one, you know, one thing whenever we talk about the metaverse, one of the things often gets mentioned is how, you know, how can you replace physical contact and that sort of, fa you know, face-to-face -face, um, element of, of, of life that, that we mm -hmm. all sort of value and love that much. Um, but I think, I think that's not exactly what the metaverse is aiming to do. It's not trying to replace anything. It's not trying to, you know, um, take the place of, of, of a hug from your gran. It's, it's, you know, it's enhancing that experience. It's, it's adding more value to it. Uh, could, could you tell us a little bit more in a little bit more detail, um, you know, why the metaverse is going to be a great thing, hopefully, and, you know, people shouldn't be that hesitant. They should be more sort of, you know, open to embracing it rather than, than being sort of hesitant about it. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at what we've actually been doing over the ever since the, the creation of the web, we have been, yeah. in a sense, uh, embracing a, a, a 2D metaverse in a sense. You know, we have been living online digital lives for a very long time and the metaverse is really just an extension of that into a more immersive environment. I mean, I made this sort of point of, um, in one of my blogs, let's just stop trying to define it because if you ask 100 people, you get 100 different answers different of what the metaverse means, yeah. you know, what, what it means. Um, and really, I think the metaverse is going to mean different things to different people in different industries. So if you look at Industry 4.0, the metaverse for them is all about large-scale simulation, the understanding of real data interacting with uh, real machines, but in a simulated environment that you can predict bigger scenarios. Yeah. You could build uh, digital twins of entire cities. Uh, you know, in a meta, you know, in an immersive environment, and then let it run, and then start to plan more effectively, make better decisions, more sustainable decisions. If you look at it from an entertainment point of view, it's somewhere that we can immerse ourselves from. You know, from a, a an entertainment uh, brand engagement, uh, you know, uh, perspective as well. Yeah. So, you know, instead of looking at a two D billboard, brands can build entire experiences for us. Instead of going to the, the pictures to look at a a flat screen, yeah. you know, the future of filmmaking could actually become volumetric where you are, you know, you enter the scene itself and you could view it from any angle. I mean, it's like watching a Twitch streamer play a video game. There are cloud, um, cloud software that will allow you to actually place yourself in the environment um, of an FPS and watch what everyone else is doing from whichever angle you want. So it's that level of immersion and engagement which is completely different uh, to where we are with just the web um, at the moment. Um, and and it's not something to be afraid of. I think it's something something Absolutely, really good yeah. to be uh, to be embraced. Yeah, I think I think what what um, I think what people are doing they're just, they're just seeing. Like you said, you know, you sort of hit the nail on the head. Everybody has a different opinion about what the metaverse is. And they've seen all these sort of fragmented pieces of information about the metaverse. And, you know, whichever one kind of draws their attention, that's what they're sort of focusing on. I mean, uh, not to, you know, not to keep dwelling on, on, on Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, Facebook, but the, uh, the, the, the rather painful demo he did as well earlier in the week of the, the, the sort of um, corporate uh, interaction that could take place. Uh, very, 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 very painful to watch. If you watched that and you thought that is the metaverse, it probably scared the bejesus out of you because, it, you know, it's something that would not. I mean, I could imagine, you know, ninety-nine percent of the the working population would be extremely uncomfortable put into that sort of environment in that situation. Um, so that, I think that's what we, you know, one of our jobs as well as uh, UHive is to sort of introduce the the metaverse in, in in small chunks to our users and. Uh, 
you know, not not overwhelm them with with, with the, uh, you know a sketchy demo with VR headsets and legless people and you know all that sort of stuff. And just, I mean, the Oasis is one of the things that we that we're doing, which is kind of our sort of our our baby steps for, into the metaverse. Um, and we're re we're releasing that actually in about ten days. That's going to be a really exciting launch. Um, and it's just basically a brand new way to explore social media content. And and it, you know, it's non-linear. It's it's three D. Um, you can see individuals' avatars. You can see clusters of communities. Uh, you know, based on topics, based on interests, based on a personality, based on a brand. So it's you know very much like you would explore people and data and information in in the real world, in the physical world. And so that's that's what we're doing. We're just we're introducing it bit by bit. We've got the crypto element in there, which is basically a complete economy. Um, you know, you every new user now that signs up to you have is getting 500 um, you have tokens in the wallet immediately because you know we want people to start using crypto before they even realize how to use crypto. And, and one of the ways to do that is to sign up to UHive. You've got your account, you've got your digital wallet, you've got your 500 tokens. You can then just start playing around, exploring through the Oasis, exploring through the feeds, uh, content feeds. Um, you know, you can find out you can tip, you can send peer-to-peer uh, -peer payments um, to content creators, you can send awards, you can buy badges and all that sort of stuff for your space. So we're just, you know, all these little elements that we're just, you know, sort of drip feeding everybody and giving them, you know, a little bit of a of a taste of the metaverse. Um, I think something that did that a, a while ago was um, was Second Life, and and you wrote a brilliant blog about that, where you you know you you sort of said how um, you know, everybody was flocking to um, to Second Life back then, and, and especially organisations. And I believe you said that they even you know they even created positions and roles within those organisations mm -hmm. specifically to uh, to work with with Second Life. Um, you know, it's not. It didn't take off, obviously, but it was still. Uh, you know, as, as as I recall from our from our first podcast, you said there are, there are still entities that have presence a uh, presence in Second Life, and they're still sort of, you know, they're they're active there. But it definitely wasn't what everybody anticipated it was going to be, where everybody was going to sort of have literally this Second Life on Second Life. Um, you know, but can you tell us a little bit a bit a bit about that and what happened and and why everybody was flocking to Second Life and why these organisations thought it was going to be that big and that important that they created roles and departments for it and and why you think now is is going to be a a better time to launch a metaverse let's say uh, more chance of a successful metaverse transition now rather than the than the back then yeah so i mean linden lab was ahead of the game when they when they um, launched second life and there was no one else really doing what they did which was this completely open style metaverse where you could become anything you wanted to be you could build a business you know the services that you created were very much your own the businesses were your own you could transact and, and it purely was a creator based or a player based economy in there um, and the brands and the companies that saw the value in that immediately thought you know if this is a new way to engage so what we want to do is try and build a presence there that will not only engage and showcase our innovation um, but engage with the people in Second Life and also try and engage with our corporate clients in Second Life as well, show them the future as well. So you had brands like Oracle and Dell, um, Starwood Hotels, I think, were in there as well, um, and a couple of uh, big retailers. And they built, uh, you know, they built digital office spaces in there that they could welcome people in. Dell built a purpose-made island where you could literally configure your own uh, Dell PC and then watch this watch um, uh, this virtual manufacturing plant make it and then it, the physical item would actually get shipped but you did everything all the interaction was in Second Life 
Um, and it got to it got to a really exciting point and saturation point and and you know Reuters I think had uh, a, a virtual correspondent who would literally wander about Second Life picking up stories <laughs> and then That's reporting brilliant. reporting on it. It got to that point, however, where it was like, what's next? What yeah. else is there to do? Um, and then you find out limitations of the platform as well. So I think one of Linden Lab's failings uh, over the years is that the investment hasn't really gone into the platform to build it out um, into the same level of, um, you know, maturity that something like Unreal Engine has um, uh, in terms of building the worlds. And, and But people are still in Second Life today. I mean, the brands may have left, but I think the hardcore audience and the monthly yeah. active users are still up there. People still make money in their artwork, building things for people in Second Life as well, and they make real money out of that. And that was a real showcase for what the metaverse could be. Um, and I think we're at this stage now where technology is kind of caught up in terms of world yeah. building. There's a lot of interest in the crypto space that's allowing the, the economic value to come and the transference of wealth wealth from virtual to physical back to virtual again, I think is really important. Um, so one of you know, one of the um, one of the best examples of a real economic system that's been studied to death um, is Eve Online. You know that has been you know that has been studied by many PhD students trying to understand how is this so successful? How has this lasted so long? Why is there a vibrant economy in a game that mirrors the real world? Um, and it's because they've given that ability to the players to self-govern, to build organisations, to essentially give them the materials to craft unlimited amounts of items, sell them, have a real economy and a real marketplace for it in the game. Um, and they have a team of economists at CCP. That's the other thing as well. So it's not just a case of, oh, we'll give you this and we'll just let you ruin it or do whatever. They've actually got people who understand the whole thing about scarcity of resources and uh, you know how people are using them, consuming them, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's another really interesting part um, of where we're going with the metaverse and especially with the, uh, uh, the blockchain layers as well is that um, there has to be this kind of understanding and economic understanding of scarcity. Um, it's not just a case of being able to mint whatever you want and then sell it on and then transfer that to the next game. There has to be this understanding of market viability, of volatility even, um, scarcity of resources within one game world and whether it could be transferred into something else. You know, the whole coin aspect as well is quite interesting because then you've got a marketplace where you can actually trade your you know your your particular crypto tokens for another one so um all the different types of technologies are starting to converge like i said before right at the start the technologies are there now all being built separately and now people are starting to piece them together absolutely yeah, rob i think you you have some questions as well don't you Fatia? Oh, well, I was going to lead led on quite nicely to uh, where do you see the the metaverse uh, going in five years' time? Yeah, we've got interesting conversations just now, which uh, all around interoperability and standards. Um, uh, and um, I think Tim Sweeney has kind of sort of alluded to you know a lot of pain in the next five to ten years as we try and understand. You know, what do we need to do for interoperability? What kind of standards do we need to put into place? Um, how do we view and protect identity, user security, user privacy, give people agency again in terms of, you know, in terms of their, you know, what they do with their data. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of seeing 
um, you know, history repeat in terms of let's just go out and build stuff and then we'll figure out this, you know, the bits and pieces later, um, like we did with the web. You know, and I and I I kind of view this as a, a real clean slate where we can learn from the mistakes of the past and just not do the same things before, you know, like you know, letting Zuckerberg, you know, uh, create his version of the metaverse and then use that as a blueprint for what everything Absolutely. should look like. I was going to ask, what did you think of the announcement the other day? The the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the watching it. I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, Horizons has been kicking around since about twenty eighteen publicly. You know, they've been working. They've got ten thousand people working on this, which I find fascinating because there's still a distinct lack of direction. Um, and I actually spoke to someone who who has who has dealings with Facebook, and he said that there uh, there's no sense of strategic direction at the moment. You've mm. got ten thousand people building stuff in the hope that something will land and stick. Um, and I think this was the kind of vision that was presented, you know, at the Wall Street Journal or whatever it was that, that was the, that they involved at the time for the announcement, um, where, you know, we've built a, an example of the metaverse, but instead of allowing that creativity and that, you know, that, so, you know, the, the limitless potential um, that it represents um, will build a corporate environment and will al yeah. will allow some people to view a, a Zoom call wearing a headset, posing as a 3D avatar with no legs, like you say. Um, and and that's, I, you know, I found that a really bizarre way to portray yeah. uh, someone's vision for a start. Uh, the second thing as well, the, the whole disembodiment part about only projecting part of your sense. Mm -hmm. Um, within there is, I find it quite disconcerting in a way because the whole point is to be able to express yourself um, in different ways in the metaverse. You know, some people want to be people, some want, people might want to be a plant, you know, you might want to completely change your look. I you know, would you like to have... some spaghetti. Well, there you go. <laughs> a single strand. Or a... <laughs> <laughs> they got to look good. You can like cook, curl cook, yourself up. Cooked or, 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 or al dente, al dente, al dente. Al dente. <laughs> they beat us in the Euros finals. I'm now Italian. That's why I grew the mustache. Oh, I was going to say to look more Italian. <laughs> 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 that was brilliant stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, that is, you know, you 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 said it, you put it so well, and and I think and I think that sort of goes back to a previous comments. That there's a lot of stuff that that's been projected by Facebook and these other sort of, you know larger entities it's putting people off and 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 i think that's the that's the worst thing that they can do um you know they need to show rather than show something that's a bit gimmicky and a bit sketchy um you know they they should just sort of you know give 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 insight and give teasers and let people see what what is really possible in, in the future rather than what what we've got now uh, in in terms of the metaverse and then just sort of um you know uh I don't know, Suwak um, Susayas, you know, basically uh, try and see what, what, what's, what's coming. Um, this is where we can go. This is how we're going to get there. Uh, this is what you, it, how it's going to affect you. And this is what is going to be there for you in, in, in three, four, five years from now, rather than, you know, just this, this stuff that they're doing now. And they're just sort of, you know, you know, spewing it out and, and putting it online and doing these conferences. Um, so, you know, but let's talk a moment about the, the creator economy and the metaverse because, you know, it, they, those two are sort of intrinsic. Um, they are major building blocks of UHive. 
uh, you know, you have an ambition from day one has been, you know, to become the, the go-to place for creators to turn their work into financial reward. Um, you know, we've, we're doing this through NFTs, we're doing this through paywalls, we're doing this, um, you know, by becoming a metaverse, this is going to make that that a lot easier. The transition transition is going to be a lot easier, and that that complete economy that we keep talking about is is going to come into existence. Um, you know, and we we think of this as sort of leveling the field for everyone uh, to become a successful creator, to become somebody who can earn a living online. Um, and you I, you know, a very a very interesting quote that that, that you put in one of your blogs was, um, you know, we'll we'll see smaller networks um, form around fandom. Uh, creators will own their audiences. And uh, not the platforms. Sorry about that, chaps. Are we just? It's, it's my son's it birthday, so. Is it the clown going to come out and kill you? I, I feel. I was about to say. I feel. I feel like I'm. I'm in. Oh I'm, I'm, in I'm in a scene from a Stephen King novel. Um, you know, I'm just going to let let that do its thing. Um, sorry, sorry. I'll go 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 back to that quote. You know, we'll we'll see we'll we'll see smaller networks form around fandom. Stephen King fans, for instance, yeah. um, and creators will will own these audiences and not the platforms themselves, which is which is the point. Um, this will allow them to monetize their slice of the economy, you know, with NFTs, and and content will no longer be flat. It will be immersive and interactive. Um, you know, can you can you tell us a little bit more about that and what what was sort of going through your mind when when you wrote that blog and and you you sort of wrote that 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 paragraph? Yeah, I've read a really interesting article where this guy's artwork uh, basically paid for his. I think it was his sister's university education, um, and the work that he was creating. And and that really sort of triggered the thought process and 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 seeing obviously uh, early signs with NFTs, people making money out of NFTs, um, expressing you know art forms in completely different ways, but also you know making a you know a good chunk of money out of that um, from the speculative marketplaces, and and I see you know virtual virtual worlds and, and and the metaverse opening that kind of sort of creative platform up for people to do anything really you can make music uh, completely digitally in the in the metaverse and actually launch a record label yeah. you know and you know that kind of thing you could perform live you know in a virtualized environment you know um, i'm actually talking to a, a a chap in miami who wants to bring in a couple of comedians um some of them are pretty big headliners um mm -hmm. Um, into a metaverse, you know, concert hall kind of sort of thing, and we're talking to platforms about that, and they've got a token behind it. So the tokens are basically, you know, your it's, ticket it's is, your is tokenized. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that I kind mean, of thing. Isn't, isn't that something so similar to Roblox did with with they did with with um, you know some some musicians? And um, was it Roblox who who held those those metaverse concerts? Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. There's Fortnite Roblox, there's Fortnite, Fortnite, and there's Wave as well. I've done a couple of things as well. Um, and and yeah, there's there's like a growing interest for different I, kinds hugely of artists. successful, weren't they? I mean, from from my yeah. understanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could, I mean, Epic have been doing some really interesting things with larger artists each time because they want to test the platform. So what? So uh, it's it's a really good PR exercise and showcase. But at the same time, behind the scenes, what they're really doing is saying is showing how many concurrent people we can host on the platform at one time all doing Absolutely, different yeah. things while the concert is going on as well and and that's really sort of testing the strength of unreal and, and unreal's infrastructure behind the scenes would they be yeah, happy yeah. if it crashed like just but, so they would knew the they would know the limit then so let's say it crashed the the whole server 
would they be happy? Do you reckon if that happened? I think they probably would, yeah, because then they would fight. Yeah, because they would they would learn a lesson there. They would be able to see w at what stages things were starting to fall apart. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, it's um, you know the whole the whole idea of um, creators basically being able to form sort of uh, DAOs, which is decentralized autonomous organizations between themselves, owning parts of the metaverse to to essentially you know build things for themselves that thing is just not going away is it <laughs> you know you can tell this is like live and not some sort of virtualized environment yeah, as well <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's like some, some kind of aura that's that's drawing it towards me but it just doesn't are you in a room by yourself or is someone i am i am i'm surrounded <laughs> by balloons i found i found the, the only corner of the room that didn't have any sort of party decorations in it and it's still invading my space that's so strange it's coming towards you all the time it's not helium is it it is, yeah. It is. Oh, you've got to all crack it open and just Go take on. a wee souk. Ruin your son's birthday. <laughs> ruin it. Ruin it. Ruin it. Um, yeah, all all in good time. I think. I think the other thing about the the whole economic side of things is that kind of transfer of wealth from yeah. digital to physical and the effects that both would actually play on each other. So, in the Philippines during the pandemic, um, uh, one particular town or city the everyone was locked down and of course that just reduced their um their means of of earning a wage to zero and what they did was turn to axie infinity which is this crypto farming game to sort of farm little creatures and stuff like that and they basically turned to that to to earn money and what they were doing was basically trading these sort of um crypto creatures between themselves and then and then essentially selling that on for real money in the yeah, philippines yeah. And then, uh, and then, when things could open up, you know, they could buy food, they could pay for yeah. their rent, all that kind of sort of pay their, off their debts, where there was no economy in the outside world. And I think that's a really exciting thing as well, because yeah. you know, I wrote about this Generation M, which is coming after Alpha, which is people who will be more native to living in the metaverse. And I can see them building whole careers out of just purely being having a digital Absolutely. presence. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Um, I, you know, I, I read a very similar story to, to that one recently about a, a teenager. Obviously, Afghanistan has been in the news. Everybody's been talking about it. There's sort of terrible things that are going on over there. Mm -hmm. But there was this one story that was actually, you know, it was talking about some, something positive that's come out of there and something, uh, you know, that, that, that does give hope to others. Uh, and it was, you know, like this, this teenager, this, this teenage lad in Afghanistan who, who obviously, I mean, you know, irrespective of the pandemic economy in afghanistan job opportunities uh, few and far between it's it's a it's a very much a devastated economy over there and he actually started trading uh, land on on decentraland and and he managed to acquire sort of tens of thousands of dollars worth of decentraland um, uh, pockets of, of of land i guess if, if you will and he, he cashed some of them out he went through various you know mechanisms to do that because it's he's still in afghanistan it's not not that easy to do and he managed to support his family with with his his you know his activities on decentraland and and obviously he's he's kept the majority of it um you know to to just sort of secure a financial future for himself mm. and his family and i i just thought that was brilliant that that that's what this is all about you know um and and yeah and i think the story that you mentioned as well the philippines is just is fantastic absolutely fantastic we was actually at an event last night uh, at Canary Wharf in London, and yep. I can't for the life of me, it was all about crypto trading. Uh, I can't for the life of me remember who said it, but one of the speakers uh, was asked what's going to happen when politicians basically um, stop crypto 
like regulate it and put an mm-hmm. end to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bloke replied, "Politicians are old; they're going to die soon. The new, <laughs> ones, the new ones won't." He has a point, <laughs> and he does have a point. I forgot. I'd, yeah. I'd love to credit 100%. the guy. I can't remember his name. I'm racking my brain to say. Was it? Was it? Was it one of the the speakers? Was it, it the? One of the speakers. The, one of the speakers. The martini. The martini guy, or something. Something like that. It was called. I, yeah, it was that martini guy. I'm yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great YouTube channel. But but he, he his his story in and of itself is 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 a, is a fantastic sort of story of this journey from sort of you know the 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 monotony of a nine to five job and and the you know you know he, he was like he had no job prospects. He'd been in the same job for uh, I think six years. His salary had gone up, but in you know these these very very. Uh, insignificant by insignificant increments and and he basically started going onto youtube and creating content um you know dabbling with crypto then he started moved shifts sort or of shifted away from from his youtube channel and was was working in crypto a lot and, and trading and 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 that sort of stuff and then he opened it he started a crypto channel and his initial channel i think was about cars and his second channel was about crypto. it was like he was making so much money that you know he just he just quit his job and in, in you know soon after he, he bought a lamborghini um you know that you know 10 years ago that wouldn't have been possible yeah and these sort of you know these aging politicians and and sort of you know corporate stiffs if you will i mean they you know for them to have got their their, their lamborghini either they they were sort of born with a silver spoon or they had to, to work for probably decades in the financial markets or they spent uh, they the can't right wrap their yeah this 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 kid is a kid is <clears throat> is i think he's, he's mid-20s or something like that and and we, we, you know, within the space of, of leaving his job, within I think a year, he, he bought a Lamborghini. Um, that's what the metaverse is all about. That is what NFTs is all about. That's what digitization, tokenization is is all about. It's the future, whether they like it or not, and, and whether it's a case of them having to, you know, pop the clogs and and, and be removed from the picture, or they're going to be, you know, pushed to the side um, because this is going to happen one way or another, sooner or later. I want to ask Theo, did you think there's going to be, like, do you believe there will be any uh, political censorship, corporate censorship in regards to the metaverse? Um, I think that regulation at some point is going to catch up. You know, um, policy uh, is is obviously going to be, um, or politicians, should I say, uh, who are in charge of policy and making policy around these things are obviously going to be looking at it from um, one um, in terms of regulation. So, you know, is there money laundering going on? How do we get our slice of the taxation side of things? But two, you know, how do we make sure that we, um, that you know, we protect the public from this as well? Because, you know, at the same time, this is something that is going to be uh, part of uh, fabric of society. Um, and it is going to sort of mirror, you know, we're going to be living physical lives, we're going to be living digital lives. And at some point, the politicians are going to turn around and say, right, well, does this harm, you know, the you know the society that we're in charge of because you know as much as we talk about the the utopian vision that we have for um for the metaverse and giving control back to creators and letting people be entertained and living a lot a second you know a second life as it were there will be dark you know there's a dark web because there's a lot of dark things going on on the internet there's going to be the same thing with uh, with the metaverse as well there will be pockets of metaverse that we might have to start corralling off and saying you know there's a big warning slapped on this one and enter at your own peril. 
they are also going to want what happened with social media and e-commerce with Amazon dominating e-commerce and Facebook dominating social media. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the monopoly that these companies have on the space, the industries that they own, I can't see many politicians letting that happen again. Well, no, I mean, you look at Facebook, I mean, Facebook is the classic example of some of a company that has you know, almost 3 billion users on a platform. Now, that's something that that scale that no startup, well, every startup dreams of having, you know, immediately, you know, in their back pocket when they want to create something. Now, that's a, a really strong user base to start off from. Um, and of course, you know, as a regulator, as, as someone, as a politician, because Facebook are looking to create a digital wallet now you know um how are they going to regulate that wallet yep. you know how are they going to make sure that there's not funds being siphoned you know people aren't using that as a means of transmitting you know uh money laundering from one thing to another peer-to-peer -peer kind of sort of thing um how are, how are they going to govern identity you know is, is facebook going to own your identity when you use that profile to go into a metaverse are they going to act as a gateway um in which case like you say there's an instant monopoly over three three billion people there um and that's something that you know is definitely going to raise a few flags they got asked to sell uh, whatsapp and instagram by the us was it congress or was it the senate what yeah they're trying to break them up for anti-monopoly um, sort of practices mm. um it's gonna be really interesting to see how much he money he throws at them in order to stop <laughs> it from happening <laughs> quite a lot i reckon yeah well we'll see what happens i mean yeah. who who's going to win the technocrat or the bureaucrat <laughs> the person with the most money always well, exactly follow the money <laughs> through his pockets i'll put a tenner on zuckerberg <laughs> yeah it's all good and my final question was going to be around when the mainstream are going to get hold of mm. the metaverse so when's tracy thomas my mom going to phone me up and say, Rob, <laughs> what is this metaverse nonsense? Um, yeah, well, I, we'll see, we'll probably see uh, mass adoption in the next 10 years. You know, yeah. um, it's not going to happen immediately. Uh, you have early adopters uh, going in and especially the younger generation, younger than you and I, um, will want to explore the possibilities around that the same way that Twitch streamers did and YouTubers did um, try and understand a new platform, same way people did with TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and Snapchat. What's um, what's really going to be interesting is that you know, like you know, there isn't going to be one metaverse that's going to dominate them all. So we'll have, you know, we'll have creators going into a couple of them. We'll have people yeah, joining yeah. fandoms, like I you think, said I think earlier. In, in, yeah, interoperability is going to is going to be you know tantamount to, to the success of the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've yet to see someone tackle you know from a central point of view. Mm. Um, you know, what do I do in my identity and how do I use that to access different different ones? Or I'm, Because right now, again, like I said, we're making the same mistakes where we're just having fragmented, you know, logins. I need to log in for that one. I need to log in for this one. I need my password details for that. Recreate my identity multiple times over because nobody's kind of talking to each other yet. You know, we've seen signs of that with like companies like Ready Player Me who are building um you know an avatar creation system and then you can base and they're creating partnerships with all these yeah. different things where you can take your avatar into one you know virtual world and another um but avatar creation is not identity so you know who's managing your identity who's managing your credentials your your data your security your privacy um, and i think we've yet to see 
something like that, like the Discord for the metaverse, where you have just one portal and then you go, I want to go in that one today. And, you know, I've picked, my, you know, I've got my wallet here and I've got my identity there. I know where all my assets are, you know, and all, all the things that I own. And I'm just going to go into that one for a bit and then I'll invite some people in, you know, we'll have a chat, you know, and then we'll go off into another one. And it's just going to yeah. be as simple as, as moving from one to another, like we do from moving a room to room in our flat or our house. A day in the yeah. life by the by John Lennon. And <laughs> I want him to rewrite it. I've been messaging him and he hasn't ever got back to me. No, funny that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think that that's I mean that that sort of basically sums up where where you hive is is at right now, and you know we're we're very much in, in a position now to 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 be able to merge you know parts of the physical world with the digital world, uh, you know, and in the process just aligning culture and communities and shopping, entertainment and economies um, in this sort of convergence that that, that is going to be sort of the the U hive metaverse. Uh, you know, we, we've done that with, with decentralized moderation. We're doing that with the cryptocurrency. You know, we're doing it with the Oasis. Um, so, I, you know, I, I hopefully we're going to be one of those companies um, that, you, that you just 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 sort of mentioned that's going to sort of, um, you know, lead uh, the charge in, in, yeah. into the metaverse. Um, and, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, uh, hopefully, Rob, Tra you know, Tracy will be, you know, checking her account on UHive on a daily basis. Sure, no, no ordering pizza. That I wouldn't have to explain to every single family member what I do. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Just, streaming, streaming the birth of your, your 17th child, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to turn so, your yeah. child into an NFT? <laughs> I, I, so. I was going to call it NFT Thomas. NFT Thomas. <laughs> The birth, as, birth of my as, NFT child. I want to invite the whole family. So in yeah. the UK, you have to have a birth certificate and you have to put your job title down. Uh, I saw that an NFT collector put JPEG collector. Uh, <laughs> JPEG, yeah, JPEG collector is his uh, job title, <clears throat> which I thought was brilliant. And it's, it's pro probably quite wealthy as well. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Missed nice. that These stories, what's, what's the latest one? The... Uh, the twelve-year-old who, uh, who created a was it um, something wacky Wales uh, NF NFT collection is now about a hundred grand better off. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Really? You know, A levels, GCSEs, all that stuff's not worth it. Just create some pix pixelated clip art Wales, and that's amazing. And, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, no, yeah. This is why that, that... this is why my seven one of my seventeen children are going to probably be able to do that. <laughs> Granddad Thomas can retire. <laughs> Hurry up, children! Get on the golf course. Happy days. Yeah, it's just, just brilliant, brilliant stories, and I think you know, especially during these times in the last sort of you know twelve to eighteen months, where things outlook has been so bleak for so many people. It's just brilliant to see that technology is sort of driving these 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 stories of hope. Um, yeah. And giving people, you know, different ways to earn money, different ways to interact and stay connected. It's not something to be scared of. It's not something to be wary of. It's, it's, it's basically something to embrace, um, just as, as the internet did uh, back in the mid to late 90s. And then, and, 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 you know, it's just, it, it, you know, evolved and become something that's, that's intrinsic to every, everybody's life. Uh, no matter where you are, on the point, whether you're in Afghanistan or the Philippines, I think this 12-year-old from the UK, 
Um, you know, and, and that's what the metaverse is. I mean, we're already in it in, in, in one way or another. We're already kind of experiencing little, little pockets of it. Um, you know, we like, like, you know, you said, we just, we need, we need somebody to, to pull it all together. Um, you know, so you can take one element from one metaverse and just sort of move it over to the other one. Uh, and then you just got this sort of seamless, uh, journey, um, you know, we, which is where we want to be. Yeah. Right. As, have you got any more questions, Jay? No, I think we've, I think we've covered everything. We've, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a fixed amount of time. This is our, our longest podcast yet. Um, I just, we, you know, I want to thank you for for coming back on after my uh... yeah <laughs> after that debacle snafu Sna yeah I was going to say something a bit more ruder but I'll go with that too and the balloon's back to say goodbye the balloon's back I, I, I brought I brought him in then he he just wanted to say bye to to the audience and say thank you to Theo <laughs> there we go uh, we'll put some links down below for Theo's uh, channels so you absolutely can blogs channels yeah and then we'll also um, Leave blogs for you, Hive, uh, links for you, Hive, and everything like that. And make sure you like and subscribe to you talk because absolutely download buttons. If you don't already have you, Hive, this is the time to download it and get it. Uh, the Oasis will be launching in about 10 days, uh, which is going to be a, you know, a turning point uh, for us. And, and, and hopefully for, for all our existing users, our, our quarter of a million active uh, monthly users, um, so you know we're, we're we're hoping that that's going to be a real 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 you know strong talking point for for everybody we're expecting a lot of feedback uh you know we're going to stress test the network make sure that, that that we can sort of handle all the new users and all the, those individuals exploring and sort of being in the oasis at the same time uh it's going to be yeah exciting journey very exciting journey cool all right then thanks. good luck thanks once again for you thank no you it's been an absolute Cheers. pleasure uh, been brilliant as 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 usual. And we'll <laughs> see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. All right. See you. Take care, guys. Bye bye. -bye.